The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Well, the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of a new series titled How to Have Unexpected Income, which is based upon the book How to Have Unexpected Income by John Walcott Adams. My request is that is that you get the book to go along with the series. This is important because it's a really quick, easy read, but it has substance. He, he gives a lot of examples. He hits on us, uh, his points and then he moves on. So it's not a thick book. It's an extremely easy read and it's user friendly. So I want to make sure that as you're going along, whether you're listening to this show live or podcast later or this, you might be listening to this show years from now. Make sure that as you listen to the show, give yourself the opportunity to listen to it while you're reading and researching because it is great to listen. But it also it's also good to sit down, read, contemplate and allow the inner teacher, the spirit of God within you to do the give the instructions, give the guidance uh, help you uh, learn and understand the nuances of a thing. You know, the outer teacher is only pointing to the inner teacher. You know, I'm always mindful of that, and that's how I was taught by Reverend Coleman, Reverend Johnny Coleman. You know, always be reminded that it's God on the inside that is doing the teaching. So before we actually get started into the book, How to Have Unexpected Income, and today we're doing chapters two and three, which is, you know, relatively small chapters. I want to read a quote from a previous series. Um, last year I did a series titled Spiritual Economics, which was based upon Eric Butterworth's book of the same title. And it's a couple of things that I want to read to to help, you know, create a foundation for what we're doing today. And he wrote in the introduction of that book that a great idea whose time has come is that there is no such thing as a purely financial problem unrelated to false attitudes and emotions that caused it or a healthy attitude or emotion that can cure it. That's that's key. He says it's, a, it's an idea whose time has come. You know, that maybe we can start to look at financial issues as not just uh, uh, an outward phenomenon that's based upon just things that are ha- happening outside of us. But we will start in our own minds because, you know, economics, you know, even on a world stage has a lot to do with the confidence of what's actually happening in the particular economy. You know, you can go on the news and, and it can say something's happening in, in the European market or the Asian market and it affects the confidence of stockholders and investors in the United States and vice versa. And it affects how uh, money is utilized, how business is done. So maybe that maybe the thing that we need to deal with first is the mind. And I would say, yes, 
he goes on to say two uh, more quotes and then we're going to get into the book how to have unexpected income is Eric Butterworth wrote prosperity is not just having things it is the consciousness that attracts the things again prosperity is not just having things it is the consciousness that attracts the things so the new thought student the new thought practitioner seeks to create a prosperity consciousness or any consciousness that uh or any state of consciousness that corresponds to the outer effect we want to see demonstrated so if you're working on health obviously you need a health or a life of god consciousness you if it's money and supply that is needed we need to develop a prosperity consciousness and so on and so on now when we really get clear we will understand that how we really do this and we make sure that we cover all of the bases no matter what is the follow the Jesus Christ method which is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you so that's a reminder that it's always the consciousness you seek seek first seek first lastly from spiritual economics Eric Butterworth wrote, prosperity is a way of living and thinking and not just money or things. Poverty is a way of living and thinking and not just a lack of money or things. So we're really drilling home the point that prosperity is a state of mind, a way of thinking and being. It's a state of mind. That's a state of mind. So. Getting to the book, How to Have Unexpected Income. And if you want to call in, just remember that you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. These are really small, quick chapters in the book. So if anybody's listening and they're thinking, well, I want to make sure he covers all of the material, so I'm not going to call, realize that there's no way I will miss covering all of the material when we're talking about three and four page chapters. So anyway, so I'm going right to page 13 and this is the beginning of chapter two. And the name of this chapter is not a get rich quick scheme. So he starts by saying the unexpected income idea is not a get rich quick scheme nor is it an overnight financial success plan, although it may very well trigger such a flow of money in your life, you will think you have hit the mother load. On the other hand, it may not produce fabulous wealth, but it help you to be more financially comfortable. It is really up to you. Yet again, what he's saying is this isn't playing the lottery. You, what you will get out of working this process will be totally consistent with the work that is done in consciousness and the level of which you shift out of your current context, out of your current paradigm into a paradigm of a prosperity consciousness and at what level that means to you. And this is really important because as we shift, we have to realize that we can, as Jesus said, put new wine and old wine skins. So if we're trying to make this fit into our old paradigm and into our old context, into our old way of being, how we think, how we feel, our emotions, our attitudes, our memories, our beliefs around the thing, then it will give us little if no results. Why? Because we haven't shifted. This isn't only about the accumulation of information. It's about the application. It's about literally seeing life differently. Actually seeing abundance. So the author goes on to say, if you expect to come into sudden wealth, you may be disappointed. But if you will begin and persist in faithfully using the prayer treatment for unexpected income, which is in the next chapter, you are likely to have some exciting money demonstrations right away. So one of the things that you will learn with working with the prayer treatment is how consistently can I keep my mind on the same thing? 
this prayer treatment for developing unexpected income is something that will have to be used. And as we'll get to shortly, uh, consistently, a couple of times a day, multiple times a day, uh, praying it, praying it with feeling, praying it with imagery as you pray it, as you stated, you're conditioning the mind, you're conditioning the mind, you're conditioning the mind. It was sort of like if you went to Muhammad Ali in 1970 and he said, you said, Muhammad Ali, teach me how to box. He will put you in, you know, give you some basic drills, jab, 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 jab. How many times I got to sit here uh, with this jab? Well, until you get it over and over again, day after day, jab, bob, weave, cross, hook, uppercut. Same basic moves over and over again, over and over again. This is how you move your feet. This is how you dodge a punch. This is how you hit the heavy bag. This is how you hit the speed bag, etc. You have to get the fundamentals before you can start putting all the stuff together. So you learn the jab separately, then you learn the uppercut. You, you might throw thousands of jabs before you go on to the next punch. Well, when you're working with this type of demonstration, depending on how strongly rooted beliefs of lack are in your consciousness, it might require you to become immersed in this type of thinking. One of the things that I, I like is at times pulling away and really having an immersion experience, whether that's going to a conference seminar or telling people, hey, you know, I'm, I'm off the grid. Tell your loved ones, tell your friends, study, meditation, prayer, writing your goals down, contemplating, listening to what spirit is seeking to express through you. No TV, no radio. Why is this important? Because at times when you're trying to have a major shift, you can't lazily get to transformation. And that's important. You can't lazily get to transformation. You have to literally push through to your breakthrough. So it's not, I'm going to pray this every once in a while. I'm going to visualize this every once in a while. I'm going to read this every once in a while. That lukewarm energy won't get you your transformation. That lukewarm energy won't shift your belief system enough. That lukewarm uh, energy won't push you to explode out of an old way of being into a new way of being. You have to radically shift, and and it's no other way for me to say it, destroy those old beliefs. In metaphysical Bible interpretation, we, in the New Thought Movement, um, interpret the stories of Israel fighting uh, uh, the different nations that it says destroy every man, woman, child, um, cattle, etc. As in, as the interpretation of in consciousness, you can give no room for error. So when you are working with your spiritual thoughts, you have to totally clean out and you can't intermingle with those thoughts and beliefs. So many times in the biblical narratives, when the children of Israel didn't follow the directions, they ended up putting themselves in compromising situations because they didn't follow the edict. You got to wipe it out. Now I'm not literally humanly. That's horrible. Genocidal. But when you're talking about mentally, you can give no wiggle room. No wiggle room. You have to literally be in the space of I am totally eradicating thoughts of lack and creating thoughts of prosperity. They can't intermingle. Anyway, back to the book. Page 14, it states, as you continue to use the concepts daily, thus establishing the practice as a habit, demonstrations will occur on a regular basis. That's a nice habit to have. So first thing, again, he's saying is 
You have to continue to use, that's the first key, use the concepts daily. And then you, once you continue to do them daily, they become a habit. One of the things about a habit is, is a habit is normally subconscious. It doesn't take a lot of conscious thought. It doesn't take a lot of mental energy to do something once it becomes habitual. Are you in the habit of thinking prosperous? And if not, you have to develop that habit. Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich that unless you're born into a prosperity mindset, that the poverty consciousness is almost like a default. This is a paraphrase Uh, because this this is the way people condition uh, our condition through being raised and, you know, our traditions, our cultures, etc. So he says you have to be intentional about developing a prosperity consciousness. You have to be intentional about building wealth. You have to be intentional about success. If not, the default will just kick in. If you just live in life and not thinking about it, more than likely, the thoughts in the collective consciousness of humanity that we're all in tune with in one way or another has these thoughts of lack and sickness and separation. And it's really based all based on separation and fear. And we have to intentionally break out of that and create the consciousness we desire. I'm just saying that's how it works. All right. He goes on to say the next paragraph. So-called get rich schemes do not usually work. Rather, they more often leave the participants poorer than before. Such schemes are for gullible people who are looking for a quick fix for a life of meager financial existence, which is born of the belief that one must struggle just to get by. There are people who are looking for an easy way to get rich without using their minds to think prosperously first. Neither do they make a sincere effort to gain financially through the means in accord with the laws and principles of prosperity. So in other words... There's no such thing as something for nothing. In in this case, you have to build the consciousness. You have to work in alignment with the laws that produce prosperity. I'm just saying. Next paragraph states that is, well, let me just stop here because I think I have about a minute before the break. So let me say this before we go to our first break. Remember that this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to www.unity.fm. And on that website, you'll see a donate button. Click on the button. Help support this online ministry. Uh, People are contacting me from everywhere. You know, Central America, the Caribbean, Mexico, Canada, all over the U.S., Africa, etc. So... It's, the ministry is getting out there. Let's continue to help it expand. Also be reminded that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Gayla McDowell. It's the quickest way to get in contact with me. I post videos and quotes and other things that are beneficial, I believe, to spiritual growth. So make sure that you, if you're on Facebook, like it. If you're not, now you have a reason to go on Facebook. So with that, we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. 
you can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on page 14 of How to Have Unexpected Income. Bottom paragraph states that um, he's talking about the different schemes that people have. And this book was written in the mid-90s, so some of these things change. And I think it's an up-to-date book. I talked to the author last week and I'm going to have to, um, I'm waiting for a new book to come in so I can make sure that the pages are still the same. So I'm teaching from the original edition. So if your pages yep. are different, please just follow along. We'll, we'll make it work. All right. So as I was saying, he was saying that when you try to, to get money through get rich schemes, he says they don't work because they violate spiritual law. They're a waste of time, money, and energy. I wrote in my book when I read this, and I taught this class years ago, maybe about 15 years ago or so. I wrote, not my right of consciousness. Am I trying to achieve something that is not mine by right of consciousness? I haven't earned the ability to manifest that by right of consciousness. Not that does God want to give it to me or not, because that's, that's, okay, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say the way that popped up. The, we need to be mindful that we need to evolve past the concept of just a super daddy God that gives to some and, and doesn't give to others based upon some criteria we're not even sure of. The real issue is by right of consciousness. You know, Reverend Coleman used to always tell us that no one can take from you what is yours by right of consciousness. That is something that I have to consistently remind myself. If it is mine by right of consciousness, there's nothing anyone can do. And if it's not mine by right of consciousness, it doesn't make a difference how many times somebody wants to give it to me. I'll figure out a way to lose it. If I get it, I'll figure out a way to mess it up. It's not mine by right of consciousness. So you can see situations and circumstances like, you know, uh, games of chance. There are things called games of chance, like lottery, gambling, things of that nature. Somebody might luck up and win something. But if you do an actual study on the amount of people who actually lose their money after winning the lottery, I mean, millions, it's amazing. Because it's not theirs by right of consciousness. So that money has to drift to people who have the consciousness for it. I just hate to say that. But I don't hate to say it. I I don't like saying it. But it's something we have to consider and reconcile in our own minds. All right. He also says on page 15, another concept that does not work except temporarily and for very few people is the pyramid scheme. This is where large sums of money are passed around and to believe that everyone to participate will receive thousands of dollars in a relatively short time. Pyramids are also in violation of a basic spiritual law. You cannot get something for nothing. Yet again, uh, we just need to be mindful of that. Am I trying to... Anytime somebody says... You know, all you got to do is this and you'll gain all of that. You need you at least need to pray about it. I'm not saying what you should or shouldn't do. But you need to pray about it. Is this wise? 
Because here's the thing that that anybody who's really achieved success will tell you. It takes energy. It takes a lot of right decisions. It it takes the coming back from a lot of mistakes that are normally made. And it takes consistency. And very few people who have massive wealth that started off what the world would call poor and built what we now call wealth did it with something that was really quick. It was something that was steady or it was an idea that they had, which was a service, which means you're not giving something for nothing. You're giving a service. Uh, you're helping humanity. You're making you're entertaining humanity. You're, you're giving some service that people feel as though this has value and I'll pay for it. So I guess a great w- way to state this is how am I bringing value for what I desire? In other words, what am I giving so I can get? All right. All right. Next paragraph states, the most important benefit is the creating of prosperity consciousness out of which is manifested financial and other good forms of wealth. Unexpected income helps you do that. So that's important. The most important thing is developing the consciousness. The consciousness for the unexpected. Expecting the unexpected. In other words, having a consciousness that states, I expect to be blessed. I expect good things to happen to me. There's a divine conspiracy to bless me in all experiences. Now, these are beliefs you have. But remember, it's by right of consciousness. And you have the right to give meaning to the things you desire that empower you. In other words, am I giving my life empowering meanings or not? Because we give meaning to everything in life. You know, I, I, I was just speaking, guest speaking at a church, and one of the things that I quoted was a, a quote from A Course of Miracles that stated, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And drilling down on that with the understanding that I'm always dealing with something deeper in consciousness. I'm never upset for the reason I think, so I'm blowing up or I'm snapping or uh, I'm frustrated, angry, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's about the situation that I'm dealing with at hand. But no, I'm never upset for the reason I think. That situation only pushed a button. That situation only pulled a trigger that that subconsciously produces a response. It's the, so I need to be mindful that the reason why I'm angry, the reason why I'm frustrated, the reason why I'm anxious, the reason why I'm fearful or whatever, or, or, or judgmental is because that's what's in my consciousness. And I'm not saying that uh, that you can't have all of those emotions. We have them. The issue comes into play. Is that is that where you want to be? Do you want to be controlled unconsciously by emotion, or do you want to have mastery over your experience? You know, is this energy benefiting me or not? Some people get angry enough to get out of a bad situation, but if you stay there. How's it benefiting you? Only thing it's doing is consuming, consuming your energy, consuming your mental stability, consuming your emotional stability, consuming your physical well-being, consuming relationships. Because the moment if you stay there, you know, that type of energy burns you out anyway. So. Next page, page 16, states, second paragraph, uh, first paragraph, it doesn't cost anything to become involved in the unexpected income except for the cost of this book, which may turn out to be a small investment that pays great dividends. So nobody's asking you to sign up for anything or go sell anything. It's saying, let's start to work on our consciousness. 
it goes on to say, you have every right to adopt and use this easy method for increasing what you so well deserve. Larger, ever-increasing, and more satisfying financial supply. Pay no attention to what others may say. No matter who might doubt the effectiveness of this prospering activity, it will work well when you exercise full faith. So in other words, you do have to be committed to it. Charles Fillmore wrote that faith is the perceiving power of the mind linked with the power to shape substance. But he also said it's spiritual assurance. So you have to have a certain level of conviction with this. If you go, you know, if you go into it with the idea or the thought this isn't going to work, then you already are leaking. And I'm using this metaphorically leaking faith. You know, you're you're giving yourself a back door. You're giving yourself a way out. Next paragraph. Unexpected income is not something that happens outside yourself as much as it is something that occurs within you. It begins in your mind and your thinking is the channel through which it comes. My unexpected income starts in my mind and my thinking is the channel through which how I work it. And it's the channel both ways. So as I'm radiating these prosperity thoughts, as Catherine Ponder would call it, I'm also attracting that which I radiate, I attract. That which I radiate, I attract. That which I radiate, I attract. And again, to quote Napoleon Hill, you have to be highly intentional about building, creating, sustaining a prosperity consciousness. Highly intentional. Highly intentional. How much time will you dedicate daily to developing a prosperity consciousness? Daily. Well, I got all this other stuff to do. I got to work. I have family. I have children. I have responsibilities. I have my TV shows, uh, you know, et cetera. Well, maybe that means you figure out ways to cut here and cut there. While I'm in the car or I'm on the train or public transportation, instead of listening to the radio or or talking on my, um, you know, Bluetooth or, or you know, talking through the car, et cetera, talking on the phone. You're listening to an audio program on prosperity. Uh, when you're getting up in the morning, you're showering, you're brushing your teeth, you're preparing for the day. Instead of listening to the having the news in the background or something else, have a little radio in the bathroom or in the bedroom and listen to something that will help you get a boost in the morning. It's developing a prosperity consciousness. You know, if you're, um, you know, you have an hour or lunch, see if you can take 10 minutes just reading something, just reviewing, going over your mind, pulling your mind back to truth. Pulling your mind back to truth, a little prayer treatment, uh, affirmation card, uh, a booklet. It doesn't have to be a book uh, that you're giving some type of time to reading something, a book like this or something else, even if it's 15 minutes a day. Cutting down on the time we're surfing on the Internet, on our phones, tablets and computers and using maybe that 15 minutes, that 20 minutes and According to the studies, people are on their phones so much now that uh, we sometimes just get lost. You get on your phone, you open up Twitter, Facebook, um, websites, etc. And next thing you know, you put in over the course of a one day, a couple of hours, just surfing your phone. Put that time, put use that time to study prosperity. When, you know, you at home and and, you know, talking all day and whatever, 
maybe, you know, after you decompress, relax, take care of the responsibilities, do whatever you need to do. Maybe you're, you know, taking some time in to, for your prayer work, for your meditation work, or in the beginning of the day, however you need to do it. But you have to make it systematic. You have to make it habitual. You have to make it a part of who you are consistently, consistently, consistently. No different than studying boxing. Jab, 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 jab. How long am I going to do this jab until you get it? Now add an uppercut with it. Now add a hook with it. Now add a right cross with it. Now learn how to move your head. Now learn how to step in and step out. You're building it up step by step with your fundamentals. But this is how you do it. If you want to trick yourself into believing that you can, again, lazily achieve transformation, you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. We're lying to ourselves. You can't get good at anything by being lazy. You can't get good by anything by putting minimal effort into it. Even if you're a highly talented individual, does not mean that you can get around the work. You could be a natural, and you still have to put the work in. I was watching uh, Sports Center a couple of days ago, and Kobe Bryant, who was about to retire from basketball, was talking about how when his peers, when he was in high school, his peers were watching Michael Jordan with the tongue out, fancy dunks and layups and all of the, you know, the graceful, hyper-athletic basketball moves that Michael Jordan would do. He said, I was watching his footwork. I was looking at his fundamentals. Now, that's what made Kobe Bryant great because he understood that while other people were looking for the flash, what allowed Michael Jordan to do what he did, even with his, you know, extreme athletic ability, extreme agility, ability to jump and things of that nature. It was his fundamentals that made him the best player of all time, basketball player of all time. So much so that when people talk about other athletes, they'll say this person is the Michael Jordan of golf or the Michael Jordan of tennis or the Michael Jordan of, of soccer, etc. His name is considered a, the gold standard of athleticism. Some people will say this person is the Michael Jordan of something that has nothing to do with sports. Why? Because it's fundamental. So while other people were working on uh, uh, flashier aspects of his game, their game, Michael Jordan was understanding how do you how do you set your feet? How do you move your body? How can you know when to go left and right? How do you know when to pull up? How do you know when to do certain things? And his athleticism just allowed him to do it better. And you have natural talents, gifts, and abilities. And your discipline and your willingness to learn the fundamentals of truth will allow you to utilize your spiritual, mental, and emotional gifts better. The natural talents you have, your natural personality will be able to be enhanced by being a, a person who understands the fundamentals of that which you desire to express. That matters. So we're coming up on our last break. I want to remind you that you can call in at 888-558-6489, 888 so we're going to take our last break, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it. And according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 
You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. So, uh, on page 18, it's a quote. From Myrtle Fillmore, you can begin now to bring prosperity into your home. The first thing you, the first thing for you to do is to discard the words that have been, that have in them the idea of poverty and then select carefully the words that hold the idea of plenty. Let me read that again, Lord. You can begin now to bring prosperity into your home. The first thing for you to do is to discard the words that have in them the idea of poverty. And then select carefully the words that hold the idea of plenty. So in other words, part of the discipline of developing a prosperity consciousness is not to talk lack. That does not mean that you go out and spend money unwisely. But to learn to refrain from having conversations that promote the mindset of not enough. That doesn't mean you don't address issues and things of that nature. That don't mean you don't vote. You know, if it's things that money's being misused or not enough resources are being put towards things that your taxes are for. That's not talking about those type of things. I'm talking about the conversations when people are, well, you know, it's never, you know, it's not enough whatever to go around. And, and, you know, the, 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 the concepts and conversations around lack. Now, this not, doesn't mean we walk around being heavy-handed with this, because sometimes people hear conversations like this and they automatically try to make everyone around them the uh, talk like they talk. If you're in your truth, the people that you love and support and are good folks around your space, they can adjust, and if they don't adjust, you keep doing what you do. You keep doing what you do. Because here's the thing, if you're as you're developing a prosperity consciousness, just remember that everybody's not going to always see things the way you see them, not because they're bad people, not because they're against you. It's because they've been conditioned to think a certain kind of way. Um, And if you don't get that, you can create unnecessary drama in your marriages and your family relationships, friends, etc. Not because of uh, truth in and of itself is creating it is because the concept around it makes us kind of unbearable to deal to deal with people who are who have high prosperity consciousness normally a regular good talking folks to, but that doesn't mean they engage in conversations that they don't want to in, in other words you don't bring it to them now you can talk anything you want to talk but they don't engage the conversation you know, um, this is something you have to be mindful of. You know, I, I, I'm chuckling now as I can remember when uh, Reverend Coleman was, you know, in the body and uh, running CUT. <laughs> we who were on her staff could never use the word budget around her. She didn't <laughs> she didn't like it. <laughs> now, we were on her staff, so, you know, so she could enforce that. Uh, she liked the word financial plan because for her, the word budget meant restriction. Financial plan meant divine order. So, uh, but in general, be mindful that you're building your consciousness 
and that which those who need to support it and don't support it or see it or don't see it, allow spirit to guide that process in love and not being heavy handed. All right. So page uh, 19, 20 and 21 really talk about spiritual treatment. The unexpected income is based around a spiritual treatment, which I'm about to read. And part of, the, of working with the spiritual treatment is understanding that this is the treatment that you would use multiple times daily to help you build the consciousness. You wouldn't just read it. You would state it out loud uh, with, you know, and over and over and over and over again, repetition to uh, condition the consciousness to get in alignment. You're not praying it because you want it to be true. It's already true. You're praying it because it's true. You're affirming it because it's true. So the prayer treatment for unexpected income is, and it's long, I believe God is the source of all supply and money is God in action and should be used for good. I believe my good is now freely flowing to me so bountifully I cannot use it all. And I have an abundance to spare and share today and always. I am expecting unexpected income. I believe God is giving to me now and I accept this as truth and give thanks. All channels of financial supply are open to me now and I am richly, bountifully and beautifully prospered in every good way. I believe true prosperity includes the demonstration of right living conditions, right activity and genuine happiness. This word which I speak in faith believing activates the law of increased universal good for me and I expect to see rich results now. I visualize the financial good I expect. I see it coming to me now richly and abundantly. I claim and accept it for myself now. I am grateful in advance. I bless all the good I have now and I bless the increase. I bless all others who are using this prayer treatment for unexpected income. I know we are all prospering together in every good way, and we share the good we receive. I now freely give my tenth to God's good work. My giving makes me rich. God gives to me rich, lavish, happy, financial blessings now. This is so now. I am grateful. Thank you, Father. So that's the prayer treatment for unexpected income. And the idea behind it is with this prayer treatment, and we're going to get into the book. The rest of the book really explains the prayer treatment and how to use it is understanding. If I understand, if you, if we understand the truth of what I just read, then we will have developed a prosperity consciousness. Don't miss that. We will have developed a prosperity consciousness. Be mindful that, again, this is about repetition. This isn't about any getting deep. This isn't about the mysticism of it. This is the fundamentals because getting deep and the mysticism of this and being one with the source and understanding that at a deep level comes after you condition your mind with the fundamentals. We call that in in the Universal Foundation for Better Living, understanding the basic truth principles. You know, once I understand the basic truth principles, then I can study the other aspects in a or I can study the basic principles in a deeper way. So I have the fundamentals. Now I want to focus on a particular subject. I have the basic fundamentals to study any subject within the new thought theology. So I say all that to say this. Be mindful. Be convicted. Convince yourself that you deserve to be prosperous. You deserve it. This treatment works. Emmett Fox says on page 22, a spiritual treatment is a change of mind. When the mind changes, the outer expression must change to correspond. Indeed, Paul says we are transformed 
by the renewing of our minds. So a spiritual treatment, this is what this unexpected income is, a prayer treatment for unexpected income, is a change of mind. We are doing this treatment to change our mind. You might need to type it out and keep it in your, you know, uh, work bag, briefcase, purse, you know, glove compartment. Put it up in your bathroom when you walk in or in your closet. Um, put it in your journal. Whatever you need to do to consistently see it and say it audibly. Don't just read it. Audibly say it. Allow your body to even feel the word, the vibration of the words as they come out of your mouth. Be very mindful. A spiritual treatment is a change of mind. And the key is when the mind changes, the outer expression must change. When the mind changes, the outer expression must change. Not might change. Must change. Must change. So the work is mental. As Emmett Fox would write in, in his other works, all causation is mental. Cause is always mind. The effect is form. So if I want to start working with prosperity, the first thing I need to start to do is work with my mind. It doesn't make a difference what the financial course is. You have to work with your mind. You could be doing Dave Ramsey's financial peace uh, university. And he, the first thing he does, does is helps people deal with their minds. You got to deal with your mind. Or you could be, uh, you know, reading Napoleon Hill's work. He's going to have you work on your mind. You can go work with Tony Robinson's work. He's going to have you work on your mind. You can go to a local New Thought church. You can work on your mind. You can go to any local fundamentalist church, and they're going to have you work on your mind. You can go to a Buddhist uh, uh, temple. They're going to have you work on your mind. It always starts in the mind. You can go to any self-help seminar, read any self-help book. They're going to have you work on your mind. You can watch Super Soul Sunday, and Oprah's going to talk about working on your mind. We're developing and understanding that a spiritual treatment is a change of mind. When the mind changes, the outer expression must change. Must change. Not might change. So, with that, next week we're going to cover chapters 4 and 5. So, make sure that you read. And understand, and again, these chapters are three and four at best, five page chapters, etc. So you don't have to do a lot of reading. I think the largest chapter in this book might be 10 pages, maybe, maybe. So this is an easy read. The main thing that I want you to get, to get across with, to you is this. Just don't listen to the podcast. Get the book, start doing the treatment, do the reading, and make it as consistent as possible and start to develop a routine that helps support your prosperity consciousness. It's all about the repetition at this stage. It's all about the repetition. So um, in closing, because we have about 40, 30, 40 uh, seconds left, uh, I thank you all for taking up this task. Because this is going to be an, an important part of shifting to change the mind. We're going to be doing a lot of work around prosperity. I most likely will be transitioning to another prosperity book right after this one. And I was doing that last year. Why? Because this seems to be the issue that people really want to work with. So we're going to stay here and work with it. And guess what? It's the issue I want to work with, too. Because I want the prosperity consciousness to be able to demonstrate that which I desire as well, consistently. So with that, uh, God bless you, and we will be with you next week with Truth Transforms. 
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. There were once two monks who slept late and missed their morning prayers. The very strict abbot ordered the monks to do penance for their lack of discipline. They had to walk all day with peas in their shoes. One monk moaned with every step he took. The other just smiled with a secret satisfaction. Finally, the one monk in agony asked, Brother, how is it that you can stand a walk on these dry, hard peas? The happy monk replied, I boiled my peas. We all have difficulties that seem to cause us great pain as we walk through life. But there is a way to deal with life's challenges. Changing your thoughts and actions can change the world around you. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, 
and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.